With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change brains. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, Now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 279, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am here once again. Follow us at Crave Wrestling on Twitter and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. Now, I've had plenty of conversations with this esteemed, legendary person uh, off the air uh, throughout the past couple of years. He's given me some really, really good advice in the in the field of journalism. Now, I'm so honored to have him on the show tonight. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the one, the only, Bill After. How are you tonight, sir? I'm good. You know, I've, uh, I've been following <laughs> I do as well. I love pancakes, actually. 
Awesome. So uh, we we talked uh, off the air today, and I uh, wanted to bring you on the show tonight to uh, talk to for you to share your feelings about Brock Lesnar. Now, there's a lot of buzz going on with Brock Lesnar uh, with the past couple of weeks uh, with on the UFC on the UFC side with uh, light heavyweight uh, champion John Jones, but on the WWE side, and we'll talk about more of the WWE side. Just the reports and all the uh, uh, just all the the buzz going on that uh, this may be Lesnar's last stand. Uh, there's a lot of talk that uh, uh, a little bit after WrestleMania will be the end of of Brock Lesnar. At that point of time, uh, he would have been in the WWE for six years. It didn't seem like he's been there for five years, over a little over five years now. Just let the listeners know your overall thoughts on Brock Lesnar over the past five years? Well, understand that where I'm coming from now is that it's, it's called the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it is. It's the wrestling business. And Barack Lesnar, my apologies to Paul, <laughs> uh, Barack Lesnar has been there for this amount of time because he translates into money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's someone who doesn't translate into um, what we used to call box office doesn't get the, the type of um, spot that someone like this has gotten for five years. You know, when you get some of the fans go like, oh, this is only part-time, oh, this is only this. It's, I think if we had a steady diet of someone even the quality of Brock Lesnar week after week after week, it sort of loses the luster in a way. Yeah. Um, he's become a special attraction that we want to see because we still there's still a fear about this guy. We don't know what he's gonna do when he comes out. We don't know when he's going to show up. So he's got that great factor going about him. So if he's gonna leave WWE, which is a possibility, it's because he's run the course of this particular program. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that either a short time or a long time afterwards, if he can make money with them and they can make money with him, that he wouldn't come back. So the end of a run, I mean, let's take a break, a look at the end of a run of uh, The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And people this back over and over again, uh, take them back. Absolutely. I, I don't think if Barack Lesnar loses at the SummerSlam, uh, I don't think it's going to hurt Barack Lesnar making a comeback to the WWE. There's always going to be someone out there saying that they could have beaten Barack Lesnar mm-hmm. and that he could show up the next yeah, absolutely. You said something really interesting about part-timers, um, and, and that is a big criticism from uh, this generation of wrestling fans, uh, that part-timers get all of, you know, all, all of the action, all of the shine, but you've been in the business for decades, multiple decades, from a journalism standpoint, you've interviewed the best of the best, and you have seen just the evolution of professional wrestling and the fact that just the, the, the baby faces and the heels, those things still matter in the pro wrestling business. When, when I think of part-time wrestlers, I think about, you know, I grew up in the 80s, 
I, I think about in the 80s, uh, in the early 90s, when Hulk Hogan didn't have to, you know, wrestle every single week because that made. <laughs> Exactly. Attraction. Exactly. That's fantastic. So let the listeners know what uh, what you're up to nowadays. Oh, well, I'm still uh, um, OneWrestling.com and OneWrestlingVideo uh, is my home. Uh, I'm also hosting a lot of uh, conventions. I will be at the uh, uh, Tribute to the Legends convention at the Maryland Trent Championship Wrestling, hosting that uh, in, on uh, August 30th. So we'd love to see people there. And of course, I'm still, after almost two years, and I want to thank everybody who bought my book, this Wrestling Fix. I didn't know it was broken. I'm still out there promoting the book and the audio book. <laughs> so uh, nice. if you haven't read it or listened to it, it's the story of my continuing 50 years in the uh, business. And, you know, I've been uh, uh, a couple of times a year going up to WWE and... Uh, Wow, phenomenal, phenomenal, man! I, I've been in the business a fraction of uh, what you have been, and I've learned so much from you from our discussions off air, and uh, just the advice you've given me, and I appreciate it. Looking forward to more conversations that uh, we're going to have in the future. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, yeah. And I appreciate you reaching out to me. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, Bill. Appreciate your time. So, sounds good. Pancakes it is. <laughs> Everybody.
right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for Bill Apter, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Apter, fantastic. Uh, I'm really, really excited uh, and thankful uh, for Bill Apter on the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. And we are actually live right now on RussellZone.com, Facebook Live. We got some SummerSlam trivia going on tonight, so I'm really excited about uh, uh, doing some SummerSlam trivia with the WrestleZone.com Facebook crowd. Uh, We're going to have a whole lot of fun tonight. Got a lot of headlines going on uh, as well. Flavor of the Week is going to be, uh, we've been doing a review and grading of the SummerSlam uh, pay-per-views. Uh, we started the you know in 1989 and <clears throat> been going on ever since. Last last week we got cut off at uh, 2005. So now th- this week we're going to do 2006 to 2010, uh, just reviewing and grading each uh, SummerSlam events. Uh, so we're going to have some fun. We got some SummerSlam trivia uh, going on, and that uh, will occurring very, very soon uh, to the Facebook Live crowd. Uh, and uh, we're going to uh, have a lot of fun. So uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get to the headlines. Here we go. <laughs> So, ladies and gentlemen, Sting, without further ado, Sting, 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 uh, reported uh, he was on Facebook Live recently. Uh, he stated that uh, he is uh, <laughs> 58 years old. Uh, what's going on, Jose? Facebook Live, WrestleZone.com. Um, Sting, so let us know your thoughts on Sting. Uh, he, he said on Facebook Live, he uh, is is willing to um, have a, a role similar to Kurt Angle from a general manager standpoint, but he's but he also said that uh, he can wrestle, but he chose but he's choosing not to wrestle. Um, well, you know, and here's the thing with with that, you know, with, with Sting, he's 58 years old. Uh, <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of people who uh, at 58 years old you know, should wrestle period. Uh, thankfully Sting, uh, has a, um, I st- still has a good look. still has a good body. He, you know, the, the face paint, you know, cut, helps with his age. Um, that, that really helps with his age. Uh, and you know, the, the thing is with, uh, with, with Sting, uh, he can wrestle at 58, but his paint and his character doesn't really show his age. So that that helps out Sting to have those type of matches. Look good against Triple H. Look uh, even better against Seth Rollins. He got even even in better shape against Seth Rollins. Unfortunately for Sting, uh, he got injured when um, doing the Rollins match. But um, yeah, he definitely still has it. Uh, so you know, he he said that he can you know he can compete. Uh, he only but he chooses not to. I don't blame the man at all. I mean, you know, he's 58 years old. He retired uh, at the Hall of Fame of 2016. He was 57. You know, retiring at 57 years old is a 
uh, very comp, you know, it, it's a great thing. Uh, <laughs> better movement than Matt Hardy. We got a, we got a listener. We got, we got a, a reader, uh, Russell's own. Uh, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> Matt Hardy has been getting a lot of, uh, criticism lately of being very, very slow. And Matt Hardy's about 15 years younger than Sting is. Uh, so that's not uh, a really good, uh, really good path for Matt Hardy. 15 years younger than Sting is and moving, uh, quite slowly. So, uh, yeah. So without, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our first SummerSlam question. We've got some fun SummerSlam questions for tonight. Trivia SummerSlam. Um, what is the, what was the main event? This is the first trivia RoboCop. Yeah. Uh, this is the, what was the first, what was the main event of SummerSlam 1990? That's the first trivia question for the night. What was the main event uh, for the first SummerSlam in 1990. So uh, let us know your thoughts on that. Um, yes, the the bump that Cena took was uh, was really, really interesting. Um, if Hogan can, can keep wrestling, so can Sting. He looks a lot better than him. Uh, you know, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the only thing. Um, <laughs> a lot of people didn't want Hogan to wrestle still, especially that uh, match he had. Uh, was it a bound for glory against Sting? That was rough. So, yeah, we'll talk about the Cena bump here in, in, in a little bit. Uh, trivia question on deck is what was the main event of SummerSlam 1990? What was the main event of SummerSlam 1990? So, yeah, I mean, I would like to, to me, Sting's my all-time favorite wrestler. So, you know, from a, uh, from, from, from the standpoint of, uh, of bias, um, uh, I you know, uh, from from the standpoint of being biased, I would want I would certainly want Sting to uh, to wrestle again. Um, however, you know I, I can't, I, you know, I have to I have to be understanding. I have to be reasonable uh, when it comes to um, the, the career of Sting. He's fifty eight years old. He has a you know bad neck. <clears throat> I'm sure he's bu- he, I'm sure he's banged up from competing in the you know competing for 30 years. So there's not much I can say or do you know uh, about wanting Sting to um, <clears throat> to 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 be a part of uh, pro wrestling. Uh, I, I really don't want to see him in any type of. I, I don't really want to see him in a GM role. Because Sting has that type of aura, and he's supposed to have that type of aura um, that requires him to be more mystique. He's, you know, a lot of times they compare Sting, you know, people compare Sting to The Undertaker. You know, WCW had Sting, and the WWE, you have The Undertaker. They had that type of mystique, mysterious type of role. And if you make, you know, to me, if you if, if you make uh, Sting a general manager, it's kind of like you're making, uh, you're kind of making Undertaker. You definitely, you definitely don't want that. Um, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, uh, SummerSlam 1990. This is all SummerSlam. Um, yeah, Undertaker versus Rick Rude and Hulko. There you go. Good job. Good job. Uh, kudos to Jose. Uh, that is correct. Uh, the main event was uh, 
the ultimate warrior against uh against Rick Rude. So uh, that's uh that's awesome. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh join the co host for tonight, Evan Tech Prout. How are you tonight, sir? Hey brother, what's going on guys? How y'all feeling? Awesome and we are live on Still case nineteen ninety Dustin, that's correct. We are also live on WrestleZone dot com doing some SummerSlam trivia. So uh, we're having a, a fantastic time. What are your thoughts on Sting? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Sting is the goat for me and you. Um, um, and I watched the video earlier today. You know, it was sad. You know, I, I was still holding on to faith for Sting and Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Then I guess we're definitely not gonna get that anymore. But um, no, I, I, you know, <laughs> Sting. Remember, Sting said on uh, <laughs> Sting said on a uh, Jimbo show, uh, I think a year or so ago, that he wanted to wrestle Taker. You know, yep. since Taker is pretty much done, I got Sting just feel like, well. I can't. He said, you know, I can't wrestle. I just don't want to. So, yeah. His thing probably just felt like there's nobody else left to come and wrestle. But exactly. I would love definitely to see him. Um, to see him on air. I mean, unless we all want to see Sting against Flair again for like the 899th time, which I don't <laughs> okay. think anybody's waiting to see that. Uh, but uh, Nitro, you know, the last Nitro in 2000. Yeah, the last Nitro. Uh, that's the last Flair and Sting match that I'm, I'm I'm used to. I mean, you know, all the amazing Flair and Sting matches. Uh, that that is lo- that has left such a terrible taste in my mouth. The one that they had at Nitro, oh uh, the final one, it was just it, real bad. And this is the old man. You know, you know a match is bad when you're wrestling. You start wrestling with a T-shirt and you tuck it in your trunk. That's oh. how you know your career is going down. That was bad. Flair had that nitro shirt tucked into these his trunks. I was like, that's it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, man, kudos to the uh, uh, the WrestleZone.com Facebook community. Uh, got a slew of uh, questions. Got a slew of comments here. Uh, let's just uh, tackle a little bit of them right now before we get to the uh, next trivia question or next headline. Do I think, uh, do I think Taker's really done? Um Yes, Cole has been keep uh, name dropping him on Raw. Um, I think they're kind of opening the door to see if anything is left for Taker. They don't want to kind of they don't want a cemented type of he's done done because if there's a if there's a money match that's out there, I think that they'll leave Taker available for that. I hope not. This send off was absolutely fantastic. Um, I was there to see the send off, and uh, yeah, I, I certainly hope that uh, he, we we don't see that. Uh, we'll get we'll get to the exploder, uh, Sergio. We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, who do I think is going to win the the fatal four way? Um, we uh, stay tuned, stay tuned for that. We do the predictions uh, here on the Pancakes and Flower Slam show. The right before. Uh, the actual pay-per-view, so we'll be doing predictions uh, for that. Uh, all right, so the next question uh, on deck, uh, SummerSlam trivia, is who won the Intercontinental title against The Miz at SummerSlam 2014? Who won the Intercontinental Championship? And these are for the all the people joining us on Facebook <coughs> Excuse me, right now. Um, Everybody join us on Facebook. The next the, the question on deck right now is who won the Intercontinental title against the Miz at SummerSlam 2014. So um 
you know, those, those are for the, the trivia heads for SummerSlam. All right, so listen, speaking about Matt Hardy, <laughs> we're talking about uh, good job, Charlie. Uh, Dolph Ziggler is the correct answer. Alicia uh, Dolph Ziggler, that is correct. Great job. Next trivia question. Uh, I wish Mark Henry could have got his send-off. I agree. Uh, next question is, what was the main event? What was the very last match, the main event of SummerSlam 1995? The main event for SummerSlam 1995. That was probably the worst SummerSlam main event of all yes, time. It was. In my opinion, it was uh, oh, yeah, you were. a really, really bad SummerSlam main event. So <laughs> I don't think there's uh, yeah, it was yeah, there's not many to compare about how bad that was. All right, so uh, speaking of Matt Hardy, uh, so, so there's a lot of things going on right now with the um, broken and and you know there's 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 reports that uh, of course you can catch all this on WrestleZone.com. dot com. Um, there there's been reports of uh, Anthem kind of picking the uh, discussions back up. I transcribed an interview on WrestleZone as far as um, the, the Jeff Jarrett conference call talking about uh, just the, the intellectual property type of thing. Yes, Alicia. Alicia or Alicia. Um, I'm sorry if I'm uh, getting your name correct. But if you are going to say the uh, correct answer, I'm going to say your name because you deserve that type of credit. Diesel and King Maple was <clears throat> the main event for uh, SummerSlam 1995, and it was um, it was awfully bad. Uh, <laughs> the Broken Matt, uh, King worse. Mabel, it was um, uh, King, uh, Broken Matt versus King Mabel. That would have been very interesting. Uh, Broken uh. Matt. Uh, <laughs> so so on Raw, we'll talk about Raw. So there was uh, there was the type of with with Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy. They they've they've done this nostalgia run for four months now, and the 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 problem with this is people don't really uh, want to see the nostalgia Hardys. You know the 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 popularity of the Hardy Boys. The reason why they they came back to the WWE and have so much stock behind them. Uh, was because of the broken Hardy, the brother Nero. Right. Um, and, and so, and then the problem is when you have this nostalgia run, that's not what brought them to the table this time. That, you know, that, that's not right. what caused the Hardys to come back to the WWE, you know, just simply right. Matt and Jeff Hardy. So, you know, and, and you may, you know, we, we got a, we got a point here. Matt is pushing deletion more and more every week. You know, there's there's one there's one of the two there's one of the things that uh, you know we were seeing that, and then of course we saw the video of Matt Hardy, you know, saying that he's like woken Matt Hardy now, yeah, woken, uh, right, uh, awoken Matt Hardy. Uh, so it's you know they're they're trying to they're doing all the all they can to get the the the, the loopholes around uh, you know the broken character, which is smart because because. I think people are realizing. Uh, I think the WWE is realizing that people are kind of, kind of hip to the nostalgia. Hardy's getting stale. Um, you know, we got some comments saying they got the big, biggest pop of the night back in June. Um, 
and WWE <clears throat> doesn't want to do that um, because of um, because they didn't create them. But here's the thing: this is one thing that I, from people I know in the WWE, I've talked to, uh, and just understanding Vince's mind from a fan's perspective, not even necessarily a journalist's perspective. One of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, the reason why he brought in Brock after being in court with them, bringing back the Ultimate War after being in court with them, bringing back Hogan after being in court with them. So, you know, he's had some history of some people, but here's the thing. He understands where the money is and the money is in the broken character. So the money's not necessarily in the nostalgia Hardys right now. The money is in the broken Hardys. That's what's going to draw people. That's what's really going to revive their character and really add to the tag team division instead of just seeing the Hardys wrestle. Yeah, I mean, that's the selling point. That's why everybody, that's why WWE had to bring them back in is because popularity of the Broken Hardys, Obsolete, Brother Nero, Senior Benjamin, that's why they brought him in for WrestleMania. And now they no one no one went back and said, Oh, we have to see the Hardys from nineteen ninety nine or even two thousand, two thousand one. No one wanted to see that. <laughs> no one. Even no. us they grew up with the Hardys when they you know, we remember them when they were jobbers in the mid nineties. No one said we want to see the Hardys again. Falls in the nostalgia. No. It's all about yeah, the broken right. Hardys and like you said, it's uh hopefully it have at least you're seeing a lot of small tidbits of, you know, Matt Hardy doing his uh the way he speaks, he's doing his taunts, and it's mainly Matt. You really, you really don't see Jeff do as much. And like I said, we'll talk about the Raw review later. Um, you know, I'll talk about how how um, how much older and fatter the Hardys have got. Oh. But um, <laughs> Jeff, looks, Jeff still looks good, but Matt, man, oh Lord, oh my gosh, good old Matt. I mean, Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy was a uh, gaining weight. You know, he he was fat, and you know, the whole version won. And that's all time with, with uh, Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Anytime you can't take your shirt off from one, you know, one swoop, and you just got to rip it off, you can't get it on top yeah. of your head. See, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what, you know. <laughs> that's because of all those bumps that he's that he's taken, you know, yeah. over the past years, twenty years. I mean, he yeah, is I'm, just man. He just I'm, is I'm a just waiting. Daredevil. Yeah, just all the bumps I'm, that he that he's taken. We can ask all the fans that's listening live on WrestleZone and Facebook. Trivia for you guys. Let us know the last time Jeff Hardy has cleared successfully a whole swan song bomb. Because <laughs> since he didn't gain that weight, he can't even <laughs> – he just falls on top. I would hate, I would hate to say he just falls on. He yeah. falls right on yeah. top of your stomach. Yeah, he just dumps right uh, on top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's tough. Uh, next, next trivia question. Um, uh, so we got a question. Didn't Matt said he paid for the whole deletion segment? So there, you know, there was some, some, the, the, the tweet that Matt and Rebby, uh, kind of tweeted and retweeted each other was that there was a, uh, there was some talks that he had with Anthem, um, about the, the deletion. I mean, the, the you know, the broken character, Jared's not having it. Jared's like, you know, this is ours. This isn't totally Matt uh, Matt Hardy's thing because you know Jeremy Borash, you know he was a part of it. And he's the current uh, TNA employee or GFW Impact Anthem whatever employee. Um, <clears throat> of course, you had Billy Corgan, um, 
and you know you you had and uh, Matt Conway, you know those names right. have something to do with the broken character, and they're no longer there. However, Jerry, Jeremy Borash is there, so uh, yeah, you yeah. know. So that's that's the thing that that's that's the biggest snag with the broken uh, characters right now is because mm-hmm. Borash had something to do with it and he's still an employee. So that's still that portion is still you know impacts and they you know they're not going to negotiate that because of course they're like <laughs> why would we say have it and you're going to make a ton of money on our you know behalf. So that's that's basically their logic. Yeah. So I mean, but at the same time, just stalemating the whole issue. You know, even if they get some type of cut, something that they can work around and through. You know, for us to get the broken characters because this these nostalgia hardies. It was great to see them back live when I, you know when we were at uh, WrestleMania in Orlando. It was fantastic to see them live. But at the same time, I personally was saying I'm hoping that we're just seeing them live, you know, this nostalgia pop for now, and we're going to get right rolling, you know, soon with with the broken character. So, but we, exactly. you know, it's been four months, and we haven't had that yet. So, lost uh, lost so here's, a, here's the next trivia question. Uh, who were the participants of the hair versus hair match? SummerSlam 1998. Who were the participants of the hair versus hair match SummerSlam 1998? So now we're going to talk about Brock Lesnar. Uh, Once again, big shout out to Bill After for being on the show to give his uh, take on Brock Lesnar earlier in the show. Um, So there's lots of talk that him and John Bones Jones. Uh, we'll be we'll be going at it. It's basically going to happen um, unless something else occurs that they one or both says I don't want to do this anymore. They both see the major major money that uh, that that entails that that you know includes. Um, it's just it's it's a cash grab. It's such a it's just a a, a gold mine. Right now, as far as just the popularity and the buzz, uh, Meltzer said that uh, it it probably won't happen until uh, next uh, next summer. <laughs> Basically, about a year, you know, just about a year from now, uh, it'll happen uh, at that point in time. But you know, it's it's one of those things that I don't I don't know if the buzz is going to be there. You know, almost a year from now, uh, I think I definitely think. Uh, you know, with Brock Lesnar getting back um, into UFC shape because he's not there. He's definitely not there now. Um, he's not. No. <laughs> but getting back into <laughs> UFC shape, and um, it, it'll be interesting because I'm sure he'll probably cut about 15 pounds. And even if he cut about 15 pounds, he'll still be about a good 280. Um, and, and I think Jones is about 205 now. So even if he cuts down, you know, um, even even if he cuts down 15 pounds, he'll still be about 75 pounds larger than John Jones. 
the 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 speed and agility piece that that Jones has, Jones has, you know, a lot of people call him pound for pound the best UFC fighter out right now. I can't really dispute that because I've seen him fight and he's phenomenal in the octagon. Um, yeah, he's great. Right. Yeah, he is. It'll be really interesting to see uh, how him and Brock Lesnar will be able to fight against each other if that happens, and you know, more of a super fight type of deal. Because it's, it won't be for no title, you know. Uh, it will just be it a simple be. super fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because Jimmy so much. Yeah, he, he uh, even if he cuts weight, it'll be probably about seventy-five pounds by the time they're both in the octagon. It'll be, if he cuts weight, it'll still be about seventy-five pounds. So that's a huge <laughs> that's that's a huge jump. I mean, McGregor was able to kind of teeter between weight divisions when he went against uh, um, Nate Diaz. Uh, so, but the the divisions that that McGregor was teetering with it was close to each other. But you're talking about light heavyweight and heavyweight. Yeah, of course the uh, of course on paper the divisions aren't different because you can have a two sixty heavy you can have a what a two forty heavyweight and a two oh five light heavyweight that's only a 25 pound difference but you know lesnar's you know he's teetering the super heavyweight you know stage um of of the heavyweight division and uh it's just a big difference but at the same time the speed and agility that john jones has definitely can be an advantage for him and he he may be you know frank frank mirror did it you know he 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 outweighed frank mirror by a bunch and the only thing Frank Muir did was be able, he was able to grab him up and, and uh, cinch him in and, and tap him out. Yeah. So, John Jones, he's he's a great striker. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. You know, it is, if he if he was is able to use the agility to, um, you know, to 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 jab on Lesnar and uh, just really. You know, get him real puffed up. <laughs> His face real puffed up from, from a lot of quick jabs. Uh, you know, he he can win on points. So it would be. A, I'm really interested to see the fight, and uh, I think it's going to be a huge draw. Yeah, I mean, the thing about this is if it's Bone Jones against Brock, and if Brock goes to UFC, then think next year it could be McGregor against Brock. You never know. Yeah, that'd definitely be a lot of money. I mean, McGregor's yeah. already going against Mayweather. And we already know how that is. Absolutely. So, but, you know, the only key is to get Brock's face red. Once his face starts turning red, that's when yeah. you got him. <laughs> exactly. Uh, ben, to go, uh, Jones will go up to 230, 235. Um, see, that's the thing. Uh, we got some uh, Xbox and Jeff Jarrett is the correct answer. Good job. Um, Mighty Mouse Spence Pound for Pound? I'm not sure about that. I think John Jones is. Uh, I got a comment. Jones would go up to 230, Um, So that means that he would have to gain. So he he would have to gain about 25 pounds. 25 to 30 pounds. pounds. Um, <clears throat> that's a lot of eating, a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, you know, the, it, it is a super fight deal. Weight classes don't matter. That's what that's, I said that in the beginning. Um, and you said, you know, Royce Gracie, there's another comment of Royce Gracie. That's the first person I thought of was Royce Gracie when he had like the gi on, um, and, uh, yeah, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, 
he wasn't playing. You know, when I first started watching UFC, it was probably I got in the UFC probably around ninety four, ninety five was when I first started watching UFC, and um, Royce Gracie. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a, a weight class because Dan Severin, you know, he had like the super fight, you know, championship because it was just like everybody, uh, you know, everybody just went against each other. Um, and Dan Severin was, you know, he was a part of that, you know, mid nineties super fight type of, um, UFC before they start getting classes, you know, weight classes. Um, and that's the first, like I said, the first person I thought of was, was Royce Gracie. So it would be a super fight deal. And like I said, again, um, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't necessarily be, um, you know, for a title, it wouldn't be for a title. Um, if, jo- if Jones goes up to 30, 235, that might take some of his quickness away, but of course it'll build some strength. Even then, he'll still be about 50, 45 to 50 pounds lighter than, than Brock. So, uh, And Brock is definitely one of those people to uh, use his, you know, you know, use his weight for, um, for, for a, um, advantage. So, Let's, let's hear a little bit of this. 
Nature Boy is not going to be happy about this. Speaking of Jay Lethal, interrupted Ric Flair and his fortune faction. Called the Featherstone Files, and I, I write that 
uh, just some things that are on my mind, some some inboxes, some tweets that people give me. You know, I usually write something about that, and uh, I, I really had to write something about that because that was just absolutely ridiculous to me as far as um, the the logic behind uh, just calling people up in the first place. You know, it's just like it, it's kind of the WWE saying, "Oops, you know, I, I, we we kind of made a mistake," and you know, but but the good thing is they they the the mistake that they they had the mistake that they realized uh, they're willing to admit it and that's good that's good instead of having a bunch of people on the main roster just being there for you know for no reason uh, and you know I, I wrote Todd the Dillinger. yeah Dillinger you know I wrote I wrote a few names um, probably about eight or nine Brown names Myers. I wrote. Uh, on on the piece um, that just really should go back. I mean, the the very very first person I thought of, without any question at all, was certainly uh, Apollo Cruz. Uh, oh man, he should go back without for with with without question. I mean, the Titus Worldwide is helping him to an extent. But at the same time, I mean, just it's. I mean, he needs to go back so badly (laughs) that he needs to revive his character. You know, he needs he needs some type of character. The Titus Worldwide is not really helping him too much. It's bringing something out of him. But at the same time, they pulled him back so early. They 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 pulled him up so early. Debuted. It was like in the middle of Raw. It was no announcement. And as he already has very generic music, that music came on. It was just so generic, and it was just uh, it was just basically dead on arrival. And Apollo Cruz has to has to has to go back to NXT to really earn his stock up. Yeah, what would you do with Apollo Cruz? Small black boy here, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good guy. He's he's talented, but as far as charisma. You put them with Titus mm-hmm. O'Neil, they were just like a bunch of raisinettes together, and the Titus were a wild house to a point. But like you said, you, you got to give them a character. You know, events like, especially with the black buster, they got to dance, they got a second job, you got to do something. So hopefully, like you said, a public career would be one. Brian Myers, what has he done? He showed up and kept, you know, keep leaving. Todd Dillinger is over, you know, one of the most over. New talents in WWE today, but yep. like you said, he shows up the losers. Yeah. So. Yep. We got some people saying the extension, uh, Apollo Cruz, of course. I mean, that's definitely my choice. Uh, that was just absolutely horrible. I got a, I got a hard one for you. I got a hard question for you all. Um, Custody of Dominic is the correct answer. Good job. We got someone talking about uh, the, the WWE cutting costs. That's another. Uh, that's another big topic uh, that's been going on this week as far as no uh, cutting costs. I, I noticed that a few weeks ago uh, when Lesnar stopped using, they stopped doing pyro for Lesnar, stopped doing pyro for AJ. And I'm like, okay, Everyone. if you want to stop doing pyro, you said who else? Everybody, stop doing pyro for yeah. everything. Entrance yeah. music. Yeah. The only thing Nakamura has the food pyro. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't, he has the right, he has the right back pyro. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She started with DDT. 
remember when DDP took him on the Nitro before they actually gave him Pyro? Yep. Remember you used to hear that bang and you never actually saw it? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, what happens when Batista returns? No, boom, boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> with with the pyro, staying with the pyro line. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Batista's going to return anytime soon. There was some talks uh, earlier this year that he wanted to come back uh, based on uh, having a program with Triple H. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody would be interested in the program, but I mean, here's the thing: I like Batista. I, 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 I was a huge I mean, fan of Batista, probably '07, probably '05, '06, uh, around that time. I was a big fan of Batista when he was a babyface on SmackDown. Um, you know, I love the entrance, the the kind of the canon type of bazooka, you know, entrance when he did. That was fantastic. Uh, I also like the heel spotlight. Uh, Batista, that was really cool as well. Uh, toward the latter part of his of his run back, uh, that was the best part. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, well, I love it. I was a big. I was a big fan of that. Uh, yeah, I got some comments here. Uh, close friendship. There's still a close friendship with uh, with uh, Hunter. That's true. But uh, you know, again, you know. Triple H understands that there's Vince is about money, you know, and that's and that's the big thing. I mean, you know, I've I've heard many stories. I've been to live Q and A's with with the, you know with people. Uh, you know, I was at a live Q and A with uh, with uh, uh, Sean Waltman, X Pac, and you know him and Hunter are really cool. Uh, but uh, there was there were some times where he helped them out. He really encouraged them. While he was down on the dumps, but of course he's just not going to give him a job, you know. Um, and yeah, uh, Batista, and Batista's well off, man. He's doing fantastic. He's yeah, doing, something. yeah, he's doing a really good job. There was just, there was just a, a an article uh, that came out a day or two ago um, of him getting into an, another big movie, you know, and you know now it's the 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 Avengers. Uh, of course, you know uh, his his the series. Gar- yeah, Gar- Gar- Gardens of the Galaxy, you know, one and two. So you know he he's he's doing really really good in the acting role. Um, so I, that's that's really that's really awesome. Um, I don't forget Blade Runner. He's in uh, yeah. the Blade Runner. Uh, I don't know if it's a sequel or prequel, but uh, he's in a Blade Runner movie too. That's coming yeah. up. Absolutely. Uh, I, am I stumping some people again? The uh, the question is, what was the uh, what was who, who won the women's championship at SummerSlam 1995? Who won the women's championship at SummerSlam 1995? So that's a that's a bit, that's a big of a yeah that's a bit of a challenge right there. Uh, got some. Someone said he's a a one off. Would it be good for a one off? I still don't. I don't know, man. You know, Batista kind of ruined his stock in the WWE. Um, his 2014 run, um, winning the Royal Rumble, and uh, it was just yeah, Batista. It was bad news. Yeah, <laughs> Batista, Batista. 
It well, ripping his jeans, jeans too small. Yeah. Oh. down for it. Don't finish a move. Right. <laughs> right. He couldn't even. He couldn't even sit down on the sit down power bomb because his jeans were too tight. Right. And you know, and, and you know, and then, like I said, man, I, I like Batista, and uh, but at the same time, uh, and the thing is, I mean, he said he said that he didn't want to come in as a babyface, so can't really blame can't really blame him. So yeah, he blamed WWE. He yeah. told him that he wanted you didn't want to come as a babyface. They were going to and they, they, he was just determined to uh, do it their way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the correct answer is. Bertha Faye. Absolutely. Good job. Uh, I got a question. Anybody, anybody listening, when it comes to the women in WWE, around that year, the options really weren't that, wasn't that big. No. It was Bertha Faye, Alondra Blaze, and Bo Nakano. That was yeah. really the whole women's division. Pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't, I mean, even, even the women's division and, and Ninety four, ninety five, and WWE. Those are the days bigger and more exciting than the tag division. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of tag division, I got a question here. Um, uh, what I, what I think of the new Usos? Uh, I like them. I like the heel yeah. run. Um, in in uh, that they're doing right now. See, here's my thing of liking heels. You know, as a, as a traditionalist, you know. I, I I cheer for the faces and boo the heels typically, but there's some good heels that are. Uh, to me, when I like a heel, that means that they're doing a really good job at being a heel. Like like for instance, I like Baron Corbin because yeah, Miz is great. Miz is a great heel because people still boo him. He still does his job very well, and you know someone like. Uh, the Usos who are doing their 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 getting heat, and, th- and that's what you do as a heel. You get heat, and, and the and the Usos are getting heat, and I think they're doing a fantastic job. And I'm I'm a big fan of that, uh, and 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 that's the reason why I I, I like it. Um, so you know I'm cool with that, uh, and, and I think the Usos. I think this is probably the best run that the Usos has had in the past few years. Now I like the Usos as baby faces, but it started to get, you know, stale. The, I wasn't a big fan of the dance. Oh yeah. That, I mean, that started to get understood. really stale. I, I, I was, understood what the hell they were saying. I don't understand what they were saying. Uh, uh, you feel no one, no one did. Bull sound more. I mean, you know, that's their heritage. I'm not going to knock their heritage. There, that's that's their thing. But you know, it was it, it just it wasn't translate. It, it didn't translate to the audience. I mean, just I mean, people just start. And it got to the point where people were starting to boo when they would do that. So that's uh <clears throat> oh no, someone acts of Vince may suffer from CTE. Oh no. <laughs> no. Uh, somebody else said I didn't uh, even know women wrestled up until China when they were uh, a kid. Uh, there were some people. There were some good names before China. I mean, you had uh, Medusa, of course, Alundra Blaze, uh, May Young. You know, of course, the fabulous Mula. During the Attitude Era, you started to get like the the uh, Sables. Of course, you uh, still yeah. have Sorry, uh, Sean. You know, so. Um, can, can, can we give a shout out? Can we please give a shout out 
to the great late Selena Vachon. She does not get enough praise. And she That's is true. the only, she's the first woman to be featured in the WWE video game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The original, the original Monday Night Raw, it was in 94 on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. Absolutely. Next question. This is a, this is a funny question. Uh, why did Ken Shamrock snap in his match against the British Bulldog? 1997. Oh, wow. Why did Ken Shamrock snap during his match against the British Bulldog? So, speaking of the Great Khali, uh, uh, some someone mentioned the Great Khali. Um, yeah, uh. yeah, it looked like he gained uh, some pounds. And um, Is that possible? Uh, I mean, you know, I know he, 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 song. Here's the thing with Kali. Like when Kali was oh six, oh seven, around that time, when Kali was there, he didn't. He wasn't in terrible shape. I mean, he was just a wide type of person. You know, like I like I, I work out. I'm, I'm, you know, I was a personal trainer for ten years. You know, like, but like there's still like I'm a, I'm a big guy from a muscular standpoint, but I don't have like a uh, an odd type of body, like he was tall and just like like the top half of his body was just wide, just real wide. But but going towards like his hips, they were it was smaller. You know, like he wasn't yeah. he, didn't have, he wasn't doughy. You know. Um, but now, I mean, he just kind of let it all go, unfortunately. Um, yeah, just, yeah he, just, he let it all go. Somebody said stick legs. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got to be like so big, and then yeah. it's got super small from the waist down. Yeah. The same old skinny black pants, some church slacks, and you went into the ring. Yeah. It's like some <laughs> Him and uh, yeah. Braun Strowman. So Braun Strowman have exactly the same time. Yeah, bro, the the the, the arms up. Oh. Yeah. So they're talking about like, the, so Kali was just a one off, uh, and you know I was I was I was thinking that they would do something between him and Orton. You know, we'll talk about here in a moment as far as just you know SummerSlam and how that kind of you know had uh, how to kind of led into a, just a random SummerSlam match. It's not bad on paper, but just a randomly put, you know, SummerSlam match. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But but first, uh, let's uh, get to these uh, trivia questions. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shelton Benjamin, what's the deal with Shelton Benjamin? That's a question that was asked. Um, I actually know some. I know a wrestler who's really cool with Shelton Benjamin, and he's still doing some indies. And and, and the WWE is, uh, from what I've heard. Um, there's still there's still some interest, but the interest is not nearly as much as it was um, when they kind of did the split. Because the point is, the thing with with Jinder Mahal, like Jinder Mahal wasn't he wasn't originally scheduled to be a world champion. You know, they 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 hired a bunch of people back. You know, Kurt Hawkins is the best example of like him, gender. Shelton wasn't necessarily going to be like a jobber per se, 
but he was just going to be just kind of like filler, just kind of like add to the depth of the roster. He wasn't necessarily, I mean, from what I've heard, he wasn't scheduled to be, you know, any kind of upper echelon type of name. You know, Kurt Hawkins right. was hired right. back to just basically put over people. Uh, Jinder Mahal, he you, you know, you saw that with him on Raw. Jinder Mahal was, he put over people. Um, so, and then the India market came in. Um, that basically gave him just a, a, a go. They gave him a, a pass to just become world champion, WWE champion. So uh, that's what's uh, Shelton Benjamin. As far as uh, the trivia question, he, he made uh, he made him eat dog food. That is exactly the correct answer because so great job. Question, who were the members of the Rest in Peace match, SummerSlam 93? Um all right, so real quick, let's get uh, let's get to Raw and SmackDown review. We will be right back. Your Raw and SmackDown reviews, as well as everyone. There's a bunch of comments as far as the Raw and SmackDown review, and I'll read some of those as well. Evan, what do you have? Uh, Raw actually, um, surprisingly, main evented with Big Cass and Big Show, which you got to give Raw um, credit for. They're doing different things. Uh, I didn't think Raw, Raw wasn't bad. Uh, Jason Jordan, uh, gosh, his voice is horrible. Um, his really, it doesn't oh. sound. His theme music. Sounds like a character select, character select screen on like a <laughs> Xbox game. Yeah, it does. Uh, That's exactly what I thought about. I thought of Nintendo his, or Sega. It's exactly what I thought. Car- uh, his st- and then his his wardrobe is just so off. And is uh, but um, overall I thought Raw was uh, pretty uh, decent. The triple threat match went well. Of course, you want Reigns win. Uh, the segment with uh, current angle calls looks too small. I'm sorry, he still has. Kurt Angle's uh, name is still in that Royal Rumble 2003 font that they used, but Raw and Raw wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed Raw. Um, uh, the tag team uh, back and forth with the Hardys, Sheamus and Cesaro. I'm sorry. Sheamus and Cesaro back and forth with Rollins and Ambrose. I enjoyed that. Uh, the tag team back and forth with the Hardys and Revival and Anderson and Gallows. So overall, I give Raw about a B. And um, it did actually have the highest the highest of viewership in the past three months. And yeah. I like the old school. Mommy, you remember this Featherstone, the old school, early 90s WWE, late 80s when uh, you had Strowman, Joe, and Reigns do their little promos and their music. Like, I'm going to be Brock Lesnar. And he had a little music in the background. And so yeah. it, it was kind of like a good throwback of just the year WWF. I really enjoyed that. SmackDown, yeah. I did not get a chance to to watch with me, but I did get word that Nakamura did defeat, mm-hmm. which I'm glad because they might have swore Captain Four Kids was going to win. Which I probably mm-hmm. prefer seeing a, uh, from inside these other guys. He was going to be going to Raw at the SummerSlam. So, yeah. My thoughts. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, there is an article that I wrote um, that stated that um, the reason why they pushed up Cena versus Nakamura was because of Raw, of Cena going to Raw in the fall. So, um, there, you know, Cena at uh, one point in time, Cena was slated to win, but uh, you know, there were some there were some reports that just uh, came around um, past few days that uh, said that uh, Nakamura was going to take it. So. It was it was good to see. Uh, I think that that was. I think I still wish that the that the match would have had more build to it. I, I just I just didn't like that type of. It was just an announcement and just uh, it didn't have really a bit big fight feel. People kept saying dream match, dream match, dream match. I was a big fan of of you know just Nakamura versus John Cena on paper. Um, you know that. It's great. It's great to sound, but even with any match, though, you need the proper build for it. I mean, that's the reason why you know, Austin, Austin walked out. You know, you know, back in 03, um, because you know he was, you know, there was he was supposed to lose just on a regular match, regular Raw against against Brock Lesnar. You know, and it's, and that's one of the things that. <laughs> You need build. I mean, Booker T said the same thing. He refused to, you know, put people over uh, because there was no build. You need a build. You need to. Yeah, build. You know, this, right. person, this person has spent so much time in the business and has, you know, became such an amazing character. Got a bunch of stock. It doesn't make sense for him to just lay down and put someone over. You know, and it just doesn't make sense to me. And I, I'd imagine that John Cena has a lot to do with. You know, saying, "Hey, let's just put Nakamura over," but at the same time, it's like, eh, you know, I would have much rather saw. Just imagine if this would have been the the main event or one of the main events for for Battleground. You know, this this that match on the pay per view in the network with some build to it would have been much better than, uh, you know, yeah. Nakamura versus Corbin. And Cena versus Rusev. Both of those matches were, to me, forgettable. So, but if they would have had Nakamura versus Cena, it would have made more sense. Both that yeah, absolutely. And that pay per view was just terrible. And that would have yeah. put some type of life okay. into it. Yeah. Um, as far as some comments here, uh, you got what the thing about Cena going back to Raw. I think it's I think it's good because I want to see Cena reigns. Um, some more Raw and SmackDown comments uh, here. <laughs> Where's Sin Cara? We got someone who just asked that. Where's Sin Cara? <laughs> um, he's from from what I know. He's still doing like some because uh, I think what superstars are gone is main or main event gone. One of them superstars are main event. Um, he's still doing the one that's still up. Um, and uh, I think he was in a little bit of has some a little bit of issues um recently but uh, nothing nothing major um but unfortunately Sincar hasn't been relevant since uh he was a mystico uh Adam Cole coming to NXT um I think so I think uh, at the bottom at the, at the end of the day we will see Adam Cole in NXT um from what I've heard and uh, from reports, you know, have, have affirmed uh, for a while, um, WWE <clears throat> kind of had a freeze on ROH talents. Uh, 
uh, because yeah. uh, there was some, you know, issues going on with WWE still talking to, you know, ROH, uh, you know, talent while they were in contract. And of course, that's you can't do that. It's a breach. Um, yeah. But but. You know they they brought in you know some some names you know like when they when they brought in Roderick Strong um, recently they just brought in Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Donovan, Donovan Dijak. I mean he's been gone from ROH for a little while now, but um, bringing him in and um, so I think they'll bring in Cole. I think Adam Cole will be a really yeah. good addition to NXT because uh, NXT needs they they need some star they power. Need star power. Yeah, yeah they need, they need some, faces. Like people like Oni, uh, like uh, like Oni uh, Lorcan, I like him, but he just doesn't reek of you know star power yet. Like uh, heavy yeah, machinery or, or really, yeah, I, yeah. I don't. This I, doesn't this doesn't give it the mold or like the face of NXT. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're really pushing Alex Alistair Black to be like the guy, you know. Um, I mean, I followed him when it was Tommy in. I I. I I don't know. I'm I'm not sold on Aleister Black as like the face of NXT yet. I'm just I'm not. I just as a baby face too. You know, I think it just his. I think everything about his character just just like kind of dark. I think that if he was yeah. more of a heel, I think that that would help. But. Mm, I'm not sold on it. I'm not sold on Aleister Black being the person. Yeah. I mean, great, very good in the ring. I mean, just he, I, I'm, I, I like his ring work for sure. Um, but from a character standpoint, eh, I, I'm, I'm not sold on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. more core, uh, man. Let's see, Mystic Mysterio, Omega and Okada are never coming. They would be restricted. Um, perhaps Omega. Uh, Okada is Okada is Okada's the John right. Cena um, In Japan Yeah he's the John Cena of New Japan So I, I definitely don't yeah, he's see He's not going anywhere No I don't I don't see yeah, Okada going anywhere going anytime away. soon Okada is like The man in New Japan uh, He would be demoted and, Just substantially If he touched foot in, in, um, in NXT I mean, or WWE. Of course, we saw with Nakamura. Nakamura was like the guy. I mean, Ta- Tanahashi, Nakamura, and Okada are like those yeah. three have for the past ten years. They have been like the faces of New Japan. Um, but I mean, they they, they now Nakamura is starting to get some steam, but it took a while. You know, he came. Yeah. He came. What his debut match was the takeover before. Uh, last year's mania, wasn't it? Or, or yeah, was I think it was. Yeah, something like that. It was a takeover before. Yeah, because because Sami Zayn had the ladder match the the night after. What did Nakamura right. do? What did he do this year? Why wasn't he on? Why wasn't he on WrestleMania this year? Because he was was he on Takeover? He was hurt. Yeah, yeah him and Bobby Roode. Yeah, him and Bobby Roode. Yeah, Bobby uh, yeah, him Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, he debuted the takeover, um, and takeover Dallas when he went against uh, Sami Zayn last year. I believe that was his his debut. So it's been almost a year and a half, and now they're starting to give him some steam. So, uh, you know, I'm not a big big fan of that. Um. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for all of uh, Real quick, real quick, uh, real quick. I uh, got a topic here where I think of Moose being with GFW for three years. Um, I think it's probably just a money thing. Um, they see Moose, uh, GFWC Moose, as one of their top guys. I understand I'll be a big fan of Moose. I've had him on my show before, talked to him. Yeah, I mean, just a really good guy. Really, you know, you can tell he's really hungry for the business. And that's one thing I think that uh, GFW is, is noticing. I don't think that Moose uh, feels that he would have had that type of um, that that type of advantage if he went the WWE path because it must, probably would have been much yeah. longer. And I think this is good for Moose, too, because I think that this increases his stock for when WWE wants him. And I think... I think when WWE wants him again, he'll be his stock will increase. So I think that this is uh yeah really good. yeah really good for Moose. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get uh, without further ado. I think uh, we're all set. For- we're going to talk about some uh, SummerSlam, just greeting SummerSlams, uh, two thousand six, and ten. Before we got a couple, let's let's do a couple more uh, trivia questions. Um, sure. My thought. My thought on Raw, um, Jason Jordan, like a, the Miss TV, just it was terrible. I, uh, I wasn't yeah, expecting that at all. Jason Jordan really needs to revive his. He needs some charisma. His 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 uh, his his, his in ring work is really good too. Really good. I mean, I'm very impressed with his in ring work. However, his mic work. And his theme song is just DOA. <laughs> it's, it's just terrible, uh, absolutely terrible. Um, you know, SmackDown was in my home state. Uh, it was it was good. I, th- I like SmackDown. Looks like they're trying to do some things with the uh, Aiden English. Um, got a, We had a comment. Uh, we had a question earlier in the show on Facebook Live as far as what happened to Shane and Owens. Well, it looks like Shane is the guest referee, so. Um, that's kind of the Shane Owens type of route. It looks like they might even do Shane Owens um, for like a, a, a next big pay per view, perhaps, uh, perhaps, Almost. perhaps, uh, perhaps Survivor Series. I think that that would probably yeah. uh, be a decent spot for them. I mean, that'll be three months out of uh, SummerSlam, so perhaps Kevin Owens feels that you know he got gypped by you know Shane, and you know that they they do that route, so. Uh, and yeah, Orton and real, real quick, Orton and Rusev. Uh, I'm glad Nakamura won. Um, so I, I will say that. But uh, just real quick, Randy Orton versus Rusev. To me, that was just Hell. so left field. I, I don't. Hell. I didn't understand that. I mean, I, it was how they set it up was okay when they when they had Randy Orton. You know, Rusev said nobody can beat me, and it's funny because Rusev missed his cue. Uh, because when his music came on, the music came on, he did the, oh, I'm surprised, who is this type of deal, and it was his own music. And then he started celebrating, and then Orton's Gosh. music came on, he did the exact same facial. So it was like, uh, he, he missed that key right there. But it was cool how they did it, kind of, but it was, just, I mean, it's just such a left field match. Uh, they they're basing it on I've never you know you've never beat me so uh, it's a that's a that's a bit odd to me yeah. so we'll see. Or how just that need to go goes. home and just take a nap. Just, <laughs> yeah. Or in the past year and a half, it's like what have you done? 
Yeah, it's well, I'd say even more than a year and a half, but that's another show. <laughs> Real quick, ladies and gentlemen, further week, we'll be right back. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Right. So let's uh, let's ask another question. Uh, who are the participants of the Intercontinental Title Ladder Match at SummerSlam '98? That was actually a really really good match, by the way. A, a fantastic match. Uh, who were the once again? Who were the participants of the Intercontinental Championship <clears throat> Ladder Match? At SummerSlam 1998. All right, so let's start with uh, SummerSlam of 2006. Um, decent show. Uh, we had the the, yeah. the, the results. We had a uh, uh, Chavo defeating Mysterio, um, Big Show defeating Sabu, um, Hogan Orton. <laughs> Hogan just couldn't put over Orton. Uh, uh, Flair yeah. Uh, defeating, yeah, Flair defeating Foley, <laughs> quick match. Uh, De- Batista defeating Booker uh, by DQ, DX defeating the Mans, and Edge defeating John Cena. So what would you, what would you grade that? And also the people on Facebook Live, what would you, what grade would you give? That, 2006? Um, that that's almost playing overall. Get about a B. It was an overall good show. You know, Paul's on Mysterio coming back, wearing all that silver paint around his body and rubbing off on uh, Chavo and all his paint coming off on the ring. Uh, Hogan <laughs> also showed the second in a row. He just can't put people over. He didn't put Michaels over. You know, he didn't put Orton. But, um, yeah, overall good pick with Vito. Yeah. Uh, Triple H versus The Rock was the uh, answer for the um... – uh, match and uh, I think I asked one about 2003 Undertaker versus uh, Giant Gonzalez was the members of the Rest in Peace match. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, that was very interesting. Uh, the oh, predecessor to Kyle Lee. Oh yeah, that was that was <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was real bad. All right, so let's get to uh, let's get to 2007 real quick. Um, that yeah, I, I give that one a I give O six a B minus. I think it was a solid solid paper. All right, real quick, 2007, uh, Kane defeating Finley, Maga defeating Carlito and Mr. Kennedy. Uh, we had Ray Mysterio defeating Chavo um, for the second year they went against each other. Got the Phoenix. Um, Won the women's uh, championship number one contenders match by last eliminating Michelle McCool. John Morrison defeating CM Punk for the uh, uh, ECW championship. Um, Triple H defeating uh, King Booker. Uh, Batista defeating defeating Great Khali. His second disqualification, uh, second consecutive SummerSlam disqualification win uh, for the, uh, the, the, the. He wasn't champ either time, and he won both times in disqualification. Interesting, interesting stat there. Cena defeating Orton for the uh, WWE Championship. I thought that was a really good match. Uh, what you got on that one? Uh, I got that back to B minus. You know, pay per view yeah. was okay. You know, it, it, it didn't suck. It, it, it was good. It was good. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, looks like uh, one of the uh, readers was there. Brian was there in DC uh, to to see Hogan and HBK uh, and Eddie Ray in hometown. Uh, so yeah, I give this uh, uh, B minus again. Yeah, I give it B minus. 
All right, so let's get to uh, 2008. Um, this was uh, MVP defeating Jeff Hardy, Larry Morello defeating Kofi Kingston to make the James. Uh, it was like mixed championships. Uh, Matt Hardy defeating uh, Mark Henry about a DQ, or as Tony Atlas would say, Mock Henry. Uh, CM Punk defeating JBL. Triple H defeating Great Khali. <laughs> Uh, speaking of great color, Kali again. Batista, uh, oh, Cena, and then Batista uh, defeating Cena, and then the under, uh, Undertaker defeating Edge, Hill in a Cell. Uh, I give this a, a B plus for me. I think it's a solid, solid summer. Yeah, I agree. Well, B plus. Yeah, B plus. Three years of great Kali. Right. Yeah. All right, real quick, let's get to uh, 2009. Really, really, really quick. We had Zach uh, Tart, Ray Mysterio, Dolph Ziggler. Um, IC title MVP defeating Jack Swagger, Jericho defeating Crime Time, Kane defeating Frank Ali. There's Kali again. Uh, DX defeating Legacy, Christian defeating for the ECW, uh, maintaining the ECW championship. Orton defeating Cena again for the uh, WWE championship, and uh, CM Punk defeating Jeff Hardy TLC match, uh, winning the whatever way championship. What do you have for this one here? Oh, C plus. Yeah, uh, I give this is like I give this like a, uh, a B. No, uh, C plus. I agree. All right, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have what do you give 2010? Team WWE uh, defeating Nexus, Kane Mysterio, Orton Sheamus, uh, Big Show, Straight Society, Melina, uh, Lisa, uh, Lisa Fox, and Dolph Ziggler, Kofi Kingston. Oh, that's a C. Yeah. That was a I agree. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was a C as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. Very, very fun. Thank you so much, uh, WrestleZone.com Facebook Live crowd for uh, sticking with us, man. Um, definitely uh, sticking with us and uh, having a very, really, really good time. Uh, uh, I really, really enjoyed myself. Thanks to Evan Tech Proud again uh, for being uh, an awesome co-host. Uh, of course, of course, Bill After. Thank you so much for Bill After yeah. joining us for Brother the show Bill. tonight. Absolutely. I uh, thank you all for giving the grade of you have uh, of what you have uh, of the Summer Slams. We uh, got some comments here. Uh, pretty awesome, Miz. That's true. Uh, Two thousand is a huge blank for me. Uh, awesome show, enjoyed it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless and have a good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. 